Revealing the person and ministry of Jesus through the teaching of God's word and the demonstration of power. The transforming word of God with Reverend Enoch Abisai. And now, today's word. Luke chapter 18 verse 1 And he speak a parable unto them To this end that men ought always to pray And not to faint Let's read it together Let's read it together Luke 18 verse 1 And he speak a parable unto them To this end that men ought always to pray And not to faint I pray that you will not faint in prayer May you not faint in prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may please be comfortably seated. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're looking at the types of prayer and uh, we got to the prayer of inquiry. The prayer of inquiry. We said that this is the type of prayer where you ask God what is on his heart where you are asking God what is on the heart of God we say that it is the type of prayer that seeks to know the will of God concerning a situation that is a prayer of inquiry you are not demanding for things you are not you know necessarily praying for people but <clears throat> you are just there to ask God questions and to know the will of God concerning a situation it is a type of prayer that asks questions and seeks for answers. You are asking questions and you are seeking for answers. We said that it is a type of prayer that seeks to dissolve mysteries around your life. So when there are things that you don't understand around your life, you ask God what is happening. You ask God to speak to you on that and then God will begin to give you answers that will dissolve the mysteries. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then we, we looked at Acts chapter 13, verse 22. I was talking about David. And the Bible says that David is a man after my own heart because he will fulfill all my will. I wanted to know in what ways David was desirous to fulfill the will of God. And we realized that in his life, every step he took, he wanted to know what God thought about it. Amen. And so he was desirous to know the will of God. And so Bible said that God also loved him. God also had a heart for David because he was a man that was longing always after the will of God. Amen. So I gave you nine scenarios where David inquired of the Lord. And I pray that this year, this wisdom will rest upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let's go on to what we have for today. Today, we are looking at two things. Um, number one is to look at why we must engage in the prayer of inquiry. Why must we engage in the prayer of inquiry? And number two is to be able to know how to discern the voice of God. Now, as you are doing this prayer of inquiry, God is going to answer you. So, we are going to be learning on how will I know when God answers me, how to discern the voice of God and how to discern the will of God. Say amen. Yeah. Number one, 
why must we engage in prayer of inquiry? Why must we engage in prayer of inquiry? Number one, God has a plan for our lives. Understand that. That God has a plan for you. That is why we, you, we have to ask him what he thinks of everything we do. God has a plan for you. And understand this. God has a plan concerning every little thing in your life. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. The Bible says that I know the thoughts that I have concerning you. They are thoughts of good. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Thoughts of, to bring you to an expected end. And so God has plans for us. God has thoughts concerning us. That is why you cannot live your life anyhow. Live your life to your feelings. Right? God has a plan for us. And so that is a reason, one of the main reasons why you must ask God questions on what he wants you to do, the way he wants you to go. Hallelujah. Number two, why must you engage in a prayer of inquiry? The reason is that God's plans are the best way to live. God's plans are the best way to live. If you want the best thing for your life, the best thing for your life is not what your father thinks. It's not what your mother thinks. It is what God thinks. The best. So Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he said it. To give you an expected end. In other words, to give you a glorious end. To give you a glorious end. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. We see also something about knowing the, the thoughts of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Verse 29. Let's go to verse 30. You know, verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, then he also called. Whom he called, he justified. Whom he justified, he glorified. So the end product of every life that is programmed by God is glorification glorification. So if it is God that is leading you, then he is leading you to glorification. If it is God that is directing you, then he is directing you to glorification. That is why you must seek to know the will of God because the will of God leads you into glory. The will of God leads you into glory. The will of God. So this year desire to ask God questions. Father, am I going to school this year? Should I apply this year? Not that people are saying I am getting old. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I've always said this, that listen, if God is the one who said it, he makes the resources available. I mean, that is, they said that is all they, that's why they call it provision. If God provided the vision, he will provide for it. And God's provision of the vision is called provision. He provides for the vision. If it is from God, he will provide for it. If it is from God, he will provide for it. So the reason why we struggle with a whole lot of things is because it's almost likely that it is not God that has given us that vision. So ask God questions. Say amen. Say amen. Number three, why must we engage in the prayer of inquiry? Why? Because God reveals his plans when we have the intentions of obeying him. God will reveal it. That is why you must ask him. 
You are asking him because you know he will say. He will speak back to you. We saw the nine times that David asked God. And all the occasions God replied David. If you will speak to God, you, he will reply you. He says, if you seek me, you shall find me. If you search for me with all your heart. So, so God, God can be located. God can be found. God can be found. Your solution can be found. Your answers can be found. What is on your heart can be found. But you must be conscious. God has plans for you and God wants to reveal it to you. That is why you must ask him. If he did not want to reveal it, then there is no way of asking. There is no reason to ask. But if he is willing to ask, answer, then you must be willing to ask him. Say amen. Number four. Understand this. Without God, man cannot do anything. That one, everybody knows it. Without God, man cannot do anything. And without man, God will not do anything. Without God, man cannot do anything. And without man, God will do nothing. God will do nothing. That thing that is you want God to do in your life, if you don't ask, he won't do. Without God, you can't do anything. It's true. But without a man in place to enforce the decrees of God, a man who knows what God wants to do and gives God the permission to do it, God is not going to do it. So Jesus said it plainly, Matthew 7, 7, ask. If you don't ask, you won't receive. It's a law. If you ask, you receive. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, you will open. Whosoever asks it, receive it. So, walk with that mentality. That was my point number three. That believe that when you ask God, he will answer you. God will show you. God will speak to you. Listen, when you live your life to anything, anything that will happen should happen, the devil, you give that, you empower the devil to operate. If you want your life to be controlled by God, once you know what God wants to do, enforce it in prayer. Because if you don't pray about it, nothing will change. If you don't pray about it, nothing will happen. Is somebody listening to what I'm saying? If you don't pray about it, nothing will happen. If you don't pray about it, nothing will change. I like what John Wesley said. This is what John Wesley said. He said, it seems that without God, man cannot. It seems that without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. It seems that without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. Without man, God will not. This year, if you don't rise up to pray for yourself, God will not. God will not. God will not. Ezekiel 22 verse 30. 
Look at all this all-powerful God, almighty God. Nobody compared unto him. All power belongs to him. But look at what he's saying. He said, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. In other words, God is saying, I really wanted to destroy the land. But even though I wanted to destroy, I was still, I mean, uh, skeptical about it. I was waiting if I could see a man. Because if, a man, if I saw a man who told me to hold my peace, I would. So God said, I am eager to bless somebody. I'm eager to do something in somebody's life. But I'm looking for a man that will just tell me to do it. And I will do it. God wants to do a lot. If you don't pray, he won't do if you don't say it, he won't do it. So I sought for a man, that I should, but I found none. In other words, there are a lot of unpraying Christians who are complaining. This thing is still there. This thing is there. This thing is there. No. Men ought to pray always. Christians ought to pray. That is why we must pray and engage God in the prayer of encouragement. He wants to do things. He is eager. Say amen. Listen, you are no more eager to see results than God is eager to answer. He is eager to answer. He is eager, but, the, but you, are not, you, are not, you have not prayed about it. Because it is prayer that gives God the chance to manifest. It is prayer. It is prayer. You, once you put in prayer, you have given God access. Giving God access. So it is not enough to wish it. Pray it. Pray it. Pray it. Speak to God. Talk to God. Say amen. Say amen. That's why the Bible says pray all kinds of prayer and supplications in the spirit. Pray all kinds of prayer. Anyway, anytime. Pray all kinds of prayer. Say amen. Say amen. Very important. You know, I heard somebody say this, that if there is a man to pray, then there is a God to answer. If there is a man to pray. So look, this year, don't wish. Pray it. Pray your wishes. He say, ask. Acts. If there is a man to pray, so be that man over your life that I will pray to God about what is on my heart. I will pray to God. Exodus chapter 3 verse 7. This is God. He said, I have heard the afflictions of my people. I have heard it. The people cried unto God. God heard and came down. God heard it and came down. 2 Kings chapter 20 verse 5. The prophet Elisha, powerful anointed prophet of God, went to tell King Hezekiah that God said, put your house in order because you are going to die. Hezekiah prayed and God said, go and tell Hezekiah, I have heard him. So God hears. God hears. Say amen. amen. So engage him. When you ask him, he hears you. He will hear you. Number six. Number five. Now please understand this. 
as you are engaging God in a prayer of inquiry, understand that God is not only interested in prayer, he's interested in, in the faith-filled prayer. You are not just asking because your pastor taught you to ask. You are asking because you know that he answers prayer. You know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. That when I speak, he will answer. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. So, it is not the prayer necessarily that pulls God. It is the prayer of faith that pulls God. But without faith, you cannot please him. So, what moves God is faith. So, you are praying a prayer of faith. I know that I know that when I pray, he hears me. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. This then is the confidence. 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 That is faith in God. The confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, not he will hear us. Not one day he will hear us. The Bible says that he heareth us. He heareth us. So as you are asking, as you are praying to God, know that he is hearing you. That most people pray as a formality. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? So you can finish 21 days and nothing has changed because you did not believe. You are asking God questions. And yet, it has not been delivered. Not because God's ear is hard, nor his hands is short. Read Exodus, he said it. He said, no, I'm, it's not like that. Faith! Faith. Faith. Believe it. Believe it. Say amen. I said, say amen. Huh? Do you understand? Pray with faith. If we know he heard us, then we know we have received. Verse 15. We have received. Past tense. It is done. It is settled. It is done. It is settled. That is a prayer of faith. That was a, he said, he's sick among you. Let him call upon the elders of the church. And the prayer of faith. So it is the prayer of faith that God responds to. God responds to the prayer of faith. You pray in faith. Say amen. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Number six. This is for everybody. Prayer is for all men. Everybody is called to prayer. Prayer is not a gift. Prayer is not a call. Prayer is not a gift. We don't have people who have the gift of prayer. It is not true. All men ought to pray. All men. All men. All men. All men. So don't say that some people have the gift of prayer. Nobody has a gift of prayer. It's a discipline of prayer they have. God has not given specific people. When you read the nine gifts of the spirit, there's no gift of prayer. All men are called to pray. Say amen. Say amen. So stop giving your responsibilities for some people. They say, oh, we have intercessory ministry. They will handle it for me. Hmm. You will be surprised. 
So understand, listen to this. Prayer is not a ministry for a few, but a necessity for all. Prayer is not a ministry for a few, but a necessity for all. Prayer is not a ministry for a few, a necessity for all. And I'm a seven thing that I learned just today is learn to talk to God about everything. Everything. You know, some of us, we think that there are certain things we can take to God, other things we can handle. As for this one, it's no problem. I will handle it. I will handle it. But the Lord said to me yesterday, he says, learn. You know, it was the same thing. I mean, I, was, I, want, I wanted to take a decision today and I was saying that, listen, as for this one, it's, it's simple. 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 How many of you have thought about some situation that is simple? I mean, this one here, it's just simple. It's just like that. I mean, it's like going to do one plus one. And you know it. You know that one plus one is two. And yet God says that, no, 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 no. Take a calculator. Punch it in. So the calculator is God. You know you cannot get it wrong. So I was going to take this. God said that, listen. In my head, this is simple. God said, no. Talk to me about every simple thing. God is interested. So he showed me Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Hey. And lean not on your own understanding. In other words, don't trust yourself. Don't ever, you know, don't ever come to the point where you trust yourself, you trust your judgment. Are you listening to me? Lean not on your own understanding. I like the verses. In some of your ways, in some of your ways, acknowledging. Is that what is there? Is that what is there? Everybody read it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. No, no, no. This is not how you read the Bible. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. In all, in all, in all, in all, everything, everything, acknowledging. That is the life he wants you to live. In all your ways. And he changed my mind. So if I tell you some things that I have prayed about today, you say, ah, suffer, but we need people. It's okay. You are deep. Continue. Continue. It might look simple, but you want God to be aware that, listen, I need you to show me what you want to do. What should I do? It's as simple as that, but show me. May the Lord help us. I said, may the Lord help us. Now, can I go on to how to design the voice of God? Say amen. The grace of God is so. Now, this thing that I'm going to be teaching, I want you to pay attention. Pay attention because of the blessings it can be to you. Not only this year, for the rest of your life. This thing that I'm going to teach you. 
to discern the voice of God or how to discern the will of God because the voice of God will always contain his will so how to discern the will of God now I want you to note this so write MB note this I'm going to give you the most simplest discernment tool. The most simplest discernment tool. If your plans goes against the teaching of the Bible, know that it is not God's will. That is rule number one. If what you are planning to do goes against the teachings of the word of God, forget about it. Cancel it out. Don't even go and pray. Don't even go and ask God. Don't pray. There are some prayers God will not answer. There are some prayers He will never answer. Are you listening to me? Augustine, are you listening to me? For example, Minister Augustine praying and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, should I marry Minister Candy? Should I marry Minister Candy? What God are you praying to? <laughs> so I want to you know that once it's against the teachings of the Bible, it is not God's will. Forget it. Like Famima going to Father this year, from the way things are, I want to marry a second wife, a second woman, a second woman. Oh God, direct me. God should direct you where. So there are some prayers he won't answer. He won't waste his time. The only prayer he considers is what is scripturally right. Then he considers, then he answers it. Then he speaks to you. Say amen. Do you think God listens to the prayer of armed robbers when they are going for robbery? Father, as we are going, protect us. Let the operation be smooth. Nobody will be harmed. Nobody will be caught. In Jesus' name. God will not hear you. So that is rule number one. Is it clear? Is this very clear? <laughs> God will not hear you. Now, Number one, how to discern the voice of the Lord. Number one, I have already spoken to you before. Uh, when I last, getting to the end of the year, I was talking on encounters. I spoke on impression. Impression. Okay? Now, I'm going to speak on impression again, but I'm taking it from another dimension. So, to hear the same thing over again, it's not grievous. To me, it is not grievous. But to you, it is beneficial. Is it clear? Right. Number one, impression. Also called inner witness. Or inner knowing. Impression, inner witness, inner knowing. One of the ways God is going to speak to you this year is through your inner knowing. Inner witness. Now, what is the inner witness or inner knowing or the impression? Impression 
or inner witness or inner knowing is a deep knowing. Is a deep knowing that a believer receives on a subject matter by the Holy Spirit. It's a deep knowing that a believer receives on a subject matter by the Holy Spirit. It's a deep knowing. It's a deep-seated knowing that a believer receives by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. The spirit itself beareth witness. That's what we call it, the inner witness. Listen, when you become born again, it becomes a, a witness in your spirit. There's an inner knowing that, Charlie, I have changed. That witness, that causes you to know you are changed. It is the same witness that God uses to speak to us. This is an inner witness. For example, when you wake up in the morning and there is a knowing in you that don't eat. You know it. It's not, it's not a voice per se. It's a deep-seated knowing. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's a knowing. Most of us don't pay attention to this knowing. This inner witness. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 9 verse 1. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. That is inner witness. There is something in me that knows I must not travel today. You know it. It is something that is strong. It's a, we also say that it's a strong conviction. It's a strong conviction. Not somebody told you, you know in your you know inside that I must not. I mean, I've never been a time where you want to visit somebody, go to a friend, go somewhere, and there is something in you that says no. And you know, you know within your heart that the thing says no. One of the commonest names Christians has given to the Holy Ghost is something. Something said. Something told me not to go. Something. Yeah. This something. This something is the Holy Ghost. Say amen. amen. Now, some characteristics of this impression of the inner witness I'm looking at is it's a strong knowing without any shadow of doubt. It's a strong knowing. You know. And that's what people, somebody can say, I know that I know that I know that I know. I know. I know. I know it. Huh? I know it. You know, sometimes you can wake up at dawn and you know you have to pray. You just know. You just know. But the problem is most of us is that we don't believe in our inner witness. It is, it is the voice of God in our inner man called the inner witness or the inner knowing or the perception or the impression. It, it presses on your spirit and you know this is God. God wants me to pray. God wants me to pray. Bed is calling you. God wants me to pray. God is calling Bed is calling me. Impression. Say amen. May the Lord cause us to obey our inner witness. 
our inner witness in the name of Jesus. Number two, number two is promptings. Promptings. P R O M P T I N G. Yes. Promptings or leadings. The Lord is prompting me. You know, have you heard somebody say that? The Lord is prompting me or the Lord is leading me. These are common experiences for a Christian believer. Luke chapter 2, verse 27. Luke chapter 2, verse 27. Simon was going to be a prophet. The Lord moved him to go to the temple. The Lord, he was just prompted by God. And I want, I believe that God is, wants us to understand what it means to be prompted. 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 Luke chapter 4, verse 1. When Jesus was led into the wilderness, the Bible says that he was led into, he was led by the Spirit. That is the prompting or the leadings. The leadings. Have you ever seen somebody say, God, God is leading me to give you this seed. He's leading me. It's not like you heard a voice, but there is a check in your spirit. And I'll be talking about check, check too. What, is, what do we mean by check? I, I had a check in my spirit. Amen. Acts chapter 20 verse 22. Paul was compelled by the spirit to go to Jerusalem. Now, what are the characteristics of promptings? How do you know that this is the prompting of the spirit? Number one, the first type of prompting is what we call check in my spirit. Checking. A check in your spirit. You know. The, 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 the words that do not mean anything is a definition that matters. Uh -huh. A check in your spirit. Please pay attention. A check in your spirit is like a stop sign being put by the Holy Spirit. A stop sign. When the Holy Spirit says, no, stop, that is a check. This is also an uneasiness in your spirit. Many people can relate to this one. Uneasiness in your spirit. Uneasiness in your spirit. Now, whenever you have a bad feeling, uneasiness in your spirit, that means you have a bad feeling about something. It is God telling you to stop. Acts chapter 16 verse 6. Acts chapter 16 verse 6. What I'm teaching you, is it making sense? Many people take the bad feeling we have for granted. Now, when they had gone through Phagia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden, they were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. One of the ways the Holy Spirit forbids us is to give us a check in our spirit which makes you feel uneasy, uncomfortable. It is a bad feeling. Now, there are two ways these things can manifest. Number one, having a bad feeling out of the blue. You know, it's not, it's not like you are praying or anything. You are just walking in town and you, suddenly you feel bad. You are even eating and suddenly you feel bad. You are just sleeping on your, lying on the bed. Suddenly, there is this uneasiness in your spirit. You feel bad about something you don't know. It is a check in your spirit. And most of the times, what it means is that something bad 
is happening or going to happen and the Lord wants you to put a stop to it. I say, my brother, be spiritual. It's a spiritual thing. It's a signal of the spirit. Something bad is going to happen. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You see, that is how come people, other people are prophetic than other people. There are times that I have just felt bad in my spirit, uncomfortable in my spirit, and I just prayed. I just prayed, not knowing that something bad was going to happen. That was how I felt that uneasiness. I didn't hear any voice. I listened to the voice of the spirit. That uneasiness, that I'm not comfortable about that. There's something wrong. That, so whenever I feel uneasy, I know there is something wrong that must be handled. And you see, whenever you feel that way, you must pray till that uneasiness is lifted. One of the signs to know that you have achieved victory in the spirit is when what you were feeling stops. It's a sign that you have achieved victory in the spirit. When you feel that way, pray. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Pray. Pray. You know, recently, um, somebody was not well, so we had to had to go to the hospital. So I was there, there, there. And then, I think, there was no reason for me to actually go home. But as I was in the hospital, I felt uneasy. When I feel that, I know that I must pray. So I started praying. And normally, because I don't know what it is, I pray in the spirit. So I started praying. I, prayed. I thought that it was something that was going to even happen to the person I've gone to visit. So I was praying, I was praying, I find that Kalabashata. And I left the hospital walking around, walking around. It was almost three that I started feeling that way. I prayed till four, the check was still there. I prayed till five, the check was still there. Five thirty. Because I made up my mind that I was, it was a Wednesday. So I was moving straight to church. Because I felt that, oh, I'm on duty. I mean. In the hospital is also on duty, so if I come to church with the Africa, where I mean everybody should think it should be normal. But at five thirty, as I was still praying, I felt go home, go and change, and come. When I go home, I took my dress. I, I mean, I'm late already. Why this all stress? I just felt I didn't know why. I went to the ironing board. The iron what was hot red. It had been on from morning when we left the house. And the reason I felt that thing, God just wanted to lead me back to the house. If we had, if we had come to church, I would have gone back to meet a burnt house. Hot red, hot red. And when I touched it, it was hot. The socket, it was hot. I think that it was left with some few seconds for it to catch fire. From 3.30, I started feeling uneasy. 
and I, I get engaged in prayer. Most of the time, when you feel uneasy, it is God telling you there is something wrong. Something is going to happen. Maybe somebody close to you is about to be involved in an accident. If somebody close to you, something bad is going to happen. Pray about it. Pray. Listen, don't wait to know what it is. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Be prophetic enough to know that what you are feeling, your spirit is catching something your body cannot catch. The spirit searches all things. The Holy Spirit in your spirit has a capacity to know all things. Somebody say amen. Or oh, I said say amen. Yeah. One time, some years ago, it was getting to Christmas. And then, I was home. I felt so uneasy. Christmas that everybody was enjoying. I felt so uneasy. So uneasy, so uneasy. So at that moment, my sister called me and I told her that, Charlie, I feel so uneasy. Pray, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. So we're praying with no prayer topic. We prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed till a time came. You see, this feeling of uneasiness, you don't stop praying till the uneasiness stops. That is the clearance in your spirit that the thing has been handled. So if it is four hours, pray. It's a blessing for God to use you to redeem somebody from something bad. You will get to heaven. Sometimes you will not even know. Let me tell you the truth. Sometimes you will not even know why you were feeling that way. You will never know it till you die and go to heaven. So don't say that. Testimony. It won't come. You might not get anything. Nobody will tell you anything. The person might not even know that you are the person who prayed for him or her to be delivered from that thing. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? As we finished praying in the evening, my dad called me. He says, Kwabna, I almost died today. So I started laughing. He said, I almost died. It has snowed. They said nobody should go out. But I needed to go to the shop. I almost died. So I asked what time? The same time. The same time. So there are things that God shows your spirit. You must engage in it. Until there is that. We call it a check in your spirit. An uneasiness in your spirit. So God is going to be talking to you through that this year. Don't be lazy. Because you see, one thing about the Holy Spirit is that when he speaks to you in a certain way and you don't obey, the intensity of it reduces. So it gets to a point, you can't hear anything. You can't feel anything. You are dry. Is it like some people can ask, I mean, have you heard people asking that before? Uh-huh. It's a problem. Because God is speaking. God speaks, but your ability to hear is dependent on your obedience to him. It is your obedience to the voice of God that amplifies the voice of God. Don't ever forget that. Your obedience to the voice of God amplifies the voice of God. Makes it loud. 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 Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, Another characteristic of the prompting of the Spirit is random ideas 
about something you are praying about or have prayed about. Random ideas. Talib, I get what I'm saying. Random idea. It, it comes like an idea, a suggestion, but it is God. Father, tonight, I lift the worship before you. I lift the worship before you. I lift the worship before you. And suddenly, one particular song comes into your head. You, know, you say it head. It's coming into your mind. It is a random thought, random idea, but it is a prompting and a leading of the spirit that today, this song, lift it. Do you know that every time in the song that the spirit wants to be lifted, Oh. Okay. Maybe it will help worship people. There are songs of the Spirit. Songs that are supposed to be lifted per time. Per time. You know, one day I was ministering somewhere. And I programmed in my head, I'll fire this song. When I fired it, it didn't hit. When I say it didn't hit, I mean that it didn't, it didn't peak. There are some songs, uh, when you pitch, it didn't pitch. Or oh, I don't know who the, hey, I don't know what to, I mean. Utu Mose, spiritually in an It is powerful, but you lift it. <laughs> and it doesn't click. Do you understand? They make another sort of Spiritual people. I'm talking to spiritual people. So you lift up. You see, you can lift the song yesterday. It will. It will fire. Today you lift it. It will not fire. It, you are singing all right, you see, but there is a place in worship where you hit a note, you know that Kai, Aka. You know, anyone who is going to be a successful worship minister must know. You, you see, sometimes you have to navigate in the spirit till you hit it. And when you hit it, every other source will follow. Every time. Say amen. Say amen. Yeah. Sometimes, for example, when I know the songs that will, that will do the hitting, when I get that hit, boom, I can say flow. Because I know that a boom, the atmosphere has opened up. Let's go. I listen to what I'm talking about. So understand this that sometimes it comes as an idea. How do you think sometimes we get some of the preaching topics we get? Huh? It comes as an idea. Okay, why don't you types of prayer? For, I mean, I mean, it even comes like this. I mean, prayer of inquiry. Then, as a human being, I'll sit down and say, okay, before I talk about prayer of inquiry, I'll talk about the types of prayer, but I'll concentrate on prayer. Of, it comes as a thought, as an idea. When you are praying about certain things in your, in your time of prayer, the ideas that comes into your head, it is, it is called promptings. It is called what? It is called what? 
time ago when we came to buy this land. And then we had uh, a whole lot of people, guys here who knew how to look, do the building. Every, they knew everything about building documents and all those things. I, I was a science student. I didn't know anything about it. But as we were building, one day at dawn, I was in prayer. I was praying, Karabasada, for the directors, what should we do? Speak to us, directors, what building should we put up? How should we go about it? What are we doing first? And I started praying, I started praying, I started praying. As I was praying, suddenly a thought came into my head, boom, what if your, the land they have given you is not your land? I mean, it was too, I mean, what if the land they have given you is not your land? So I stopped praying. And I went to take the, docu the document. I never learned how to read it. Now I am more than a PhD holder in that. Yes. So I took it. When I took it, as I was looking at it, the thought still kept coming. What if it is the wrong land? Then as I studied it, I realized that no, it's a mistake. Instead of building the foundation here, we're building it on this plot. We were digging deep. We had both foundation. Now, yeah, the cement is good for men. So the next morning, when the most morning when we got here, I told Reverend Patrick and all oh, Reverend Pastor Fortu and all this. I said we have made a mistake. Oh, they said no, we can't make a mistake. I said we have made a mistake. This is it's not our land. This is our land. And somebody had grown um, maize. Yeah, he said this. So I showed it to them. They didn't really understand it at that point. So we went to the palace and we told the one in charge that we think, I think this is a mistake and this, and this, and this is for the Methodists. So the man said, let, let, let me follow you. So the man came and said, yeah. Methodists not knowing the guy who came to show us who was the second in command showed us the wrong place. We would have built then done foundation and it would have been a waste of money. As I was praying, it came as a thought. What if it is on the wrong land? What if it is on the wrong land? You might think, I bind you, Satan. But what if it is on the wrong land? What if? You remember? So we had to stop whatever we were doing here. We laid foundation here. We stopped. Somebody had planted maize. We had to come and pay money for the person's corn or maize. Cut it and start it all over again. What if it is on the wrong land? When you are praying, pay attention to the ideas that come. You are praying about your business. God will drop ideas into your head. Mind. I'm saying mind because you can relate to it. It is the voice of God. God, what am I supposed to do about the home church? Ideas will come. Okay, do this thing on Tuesday. Do this thing on Thursday. It is not just your, it is not your mind talking to you. It is the spirit of God. We call it the prompting of the Holy Spirit. So you see, you are very prophetic. Just that. The difference between somebody you call a prophet or prophetic, and you who say you are not prophetic, it's because the person pays attention to what God does. 
the promptings of the spirit, the check of the spirit. Pay attention to it. Is the Lord talking to somebody here? The prompting of the spirit. So ideas will come to your head. Now, let me tell you something. You know, another way to let you know that an idea or a thought that came into your head uh, is not of the devil, because the devil can also do that. It's not of the devil, is this thing. One day, I've told you this story before, when we wanted to get married, and the Lord said to me, empty your account. It came as a thought. I have not prayed about it. I was not thinking about it. I mean, I remember I'd come from town. I entered my room. The moment I entered my room, I remember that room. When I entered, I just, a thought came into my head. Empty your accounts. Mm -hmm. Then the thought came again. Empty your accounts. Do you know the difference? I felt peace in the midst of the harshness. There was peace. One way to let you know it is God's voice is the peace that accompanies whatever he says to you. The peace of God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 Be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And what happens? The peace of God will surpass all understanding and the peace of God. And the, so, so one key that you look out for is the peace of God. Say amen. Say amen. Okay. Go on a three-day drive fast. Physically speaking, you will fight it. But spiritually speaking, even though it is hard, there is some peace you have in your heart after that thing coming into you. There is peace. Do you understand what I'm saying? Take your phone and sew it into this person. Literally speaking, you won't do it. When you sit down, you do calculation. You won't do it. But after that voice has come, even though it's difficult, there is a peace that settles it in your heart. It lets you know it is the voice of God. So check out for that peace, for that calmness, for that stillness in your heart. You see, I've not, not even spoken about the voice of God, though. Because the voice of God is also, the, I mean, the literal voice. My son, there you hear. Uh -huh. That one is there. This is the major way God speaks to most of us. Most people will never, most of us will never hear the audible voice of God before you die. You will never hear. You will never hear. God will tell you like Kenneth Hagan. God will come into Kenneth Hagan. 1951, 1952, 1953, 1954. When it was 57, God said, this is my last time. You will never see me again till you see me in heaven. There are some of you, the voice of God, you will never hear it till you get to heaven. Then you see Jesus face to face. They will say, yes, nanny boy, you are welcome. Say, my Lord and my God. <laughs> so, and let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you the truth. Most of prophets, even do operate by these things that I have told you. 
It's by prompting, by checkings, by feelings, by discernment. That's all. Impression, that is all. How many people here can hear the audible? I mean, it sounds in your ear. Edward! My brother. I'm your pastor. I won't lie to you. Once or twice, bet I heard that one cry. It was my name. The sentence that followed, I didn't hear. It was only the name. You know, I was sleeping. I heard it vibrated. I stood from the bed. I jumped. I went out. Who called me? God. What pained me is I didn't hear the following. What followed? So it's really enough for what I mean. Enough for what. So what I'm telling you is that the, if you want to hear the audible voice, Caleb, Caleb, Sunday, sing Jehovah Jireh. Sing Jehovah Jireh. My brother, it won't happen. It, will, it, it can happen. But it can hardly, you see, when people are saying, I heard God, it's either by prompting or impression. They have matured it so much that they know that this is the voice of God. The problem with most of us is that we ignore it so it does not grow. We ignore it. There are some people that will come and just, I mean, I mean, for example, when we are prophesying, we won't, we won't explain it to you. It's an open vision. It's a closed vision. It's an impression vision. Or it is an impression in my heart. I feel this prompting. I can discern it. You know, most of the time, eh, it is not something visible we are seeing. It's something seen in the heart. Something seen in the inner man. That is it. But once you mature it, it becomes so strong that when it comes, you know it. That's the problem. So, pay attention. And listen to me. I'm not finished the types that I'm to talk about. But maybe we'll continue later. If you will know how God speaks to you and master it, you will walk on this earth more than a prophet. Master it. If it is prompting, just master it. Another, another way that I was going to talk about is scriptural directions. Scriptural directions. And it happened to me this dawn, and I was so happy. And it was, uh, that's when I got my point, this point. Scriptural direction. I was praying about some things from Monday. And I slept. This one is a dream. I slept. When I slept, I had a dream. I saw something. And then I slept again. And I saw another dream. And then after prayer, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I prayed. So as I, as, as I finished praying, I mean, I just sat in the chair and I dozed off. Then somebody came and wrote a scripture. Wrote it on a on the atmosphere like this. But I could read it. When I woke up and I went to look for that scripture, it was an answer to the prayer I've been praying for Monday. So as far as I am concerned, one of the things on my prayer topics is cancelled. <laughs> Scriptural direction. You see, the word of God has the capacity to speak directly. The word of God speaks concerning every issue. So you are praying and suddenly... Habakkuk 2 1. 
Oh, they will say, maybe see me trim keke. But now for there is nothing like a see me trim keke. Go and check it. God is talking to you. So it can come to you as you are walking about, as you are fasting like this, you are walking in town. Even when you see a scripture written by a car, take it. No, listen, there are ways God speaks to One of the ways God speaks to us is through signs. Signs. Until Utnakema, Exodus 14, 14. Exodus 14, How? What again do you want to hear? That God is just re echoing that thing into your heart to let you know He's talking to you on this thing. The problem is that we ignore spiritual things. Obi, Abba, sorry, Obi, and Sri, and Shaudi, Shaudi, Wolf, the boy. That's when you are not sure. And you are not sure. You are not sure. Second Corinthians 8 3. Second Corinthians 8 3. So, all those things. I imagine. You know, our mind can go on negative things, it can never go on positive things. So, the Lord will help us. I said the Lord will help us. I said the Lord will help us. Lift up your hands. Wow. Lift up your hands. You are praying the Father, may I know your voice. May I discern your voice. The grace to know when you speak. May I have it. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray in the next one minute. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe this word will produce results in your life as you give attention to it. For more messages, kindly follow Inokadise Ministries on Telegram and any podcast app for downloads. God bless you.